Welcome back to the Scoop and Score podcast. I'm Cole Reha. Doing a little shake-up today. Figured I'd give us a little intro. I'm joined here with uh, the host, Jacob Herbert. Woo! Jacob, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm uh, ready to start this episode. Uh, been excited about this one for a while. We are doing the second annual Scoop and Score mock draft. So uh, how about you tell them a little bit of a switch-up we're doing for the mock draft? Yeah, so last year, if you remember, uh, Jacob did a mock draft. You did pretty well on that. You had a lot of those picks right, too. Yeah, I, I did good. It might have been beginner's luck, but yeah. I thought you did great. But anyway, Jacob did a draft, and like we kind of just went through the picks, and I analyzed it. I can't remember if someone else was on with us. It was Joe, maybe, or Dalt or someone. Mm-hmm. One of them. But this year, I made one as well. So we'll go back and forth and debate each other with our picks, kind of like a little Mel Kiper, Todd McShay. Which one am I? Mel. I hate Mel. <laughs> uh, not the one I would have chose for myself, but I'll take it. Uh, yeah, we're excited to do this. Um, get a little bit of debates going and stuff. Uh, before we do start the uh, mock drafts, uh, we do have some news. And unfortunately, we're going to start this uh, podcast with some tragedy. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, quarterback for Ohio State, drafted by the uh, Washington Commanders. Commanders, um, and uh, picked up by the Steelers, um, passed away this morning. Um, Very sad news, uh, very young. He was 24 years old, um, and we don't know, like, all the uh, details and stuff, like, confirmed or anything, so we won't um, talk about that that much. But, yeah, just very sad, uh, very, very incredible career at Ohio State and uh, still a lot of potential for the pros and stuff. I would have liked to see how his career turned out, but yep, unfortunate news and uh, figured we... Yeah, just too young. Very young. He had his whole life, whole career ahead of him. Yeah. So. sad. It's unfortunate. It is, yeah. And that just goes to show us, uh, take your life into uh, perspective, uh, live every day, because you never know. Um Going past that, uh, we've got some news that we haven't talked about. Uh, March Madness is now over, and the new champions is the Jayhawks. Fucking Kansas. Fucking Kansas. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that, I, I don't want to throw any stones at some conferences or anything like that, but that's back-to-back Big 12 champions. Uh, what did you think about the uh, whole March Madness, the champion? I mean, they they were dominant in their run, all right? Uh, the at, at that game, like, it was weird because North Carolina was killing them in the first half. But then, I mean, they came back and I was kind of rooting for North Carolina. It's kind of – it's hard to say, like, a blue blood school like that that's won so many championships as, like, the underdog or, like, a mm-hmm. Cinderella story because that's not really the case. But you had to, like – kind of felt that way. Yeah, you had to, like, admire their run. There wasn't any, like, dominant players on their team like there was in past national mm-hmm. championship runs. So, yeah, it was very cool to see. But, um, yeah, w- what was your thoughts on uh, March Madness? Well, first off, I just want to say the Big 12 is, like, up here on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And the rest rest of the conferences are, like, on their knees bowing down to them. Because, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know, you can't deny how good the Big 12 is. Last two national champions, Texas Tech was in the national championship game three years ago or four. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what that COVID year. And then the year before that, I think we had a team in the final four. 
So, I mean, it's just been really good basketball the last, you know, five to ten years. And I think it's only going to get better, really, especially when we add, like, Houston in there. Yeah, I mean, Houston's good. Yeah, Houston fucked me. I picked them as the <laughs> upset for they're, the first round. So. Yeah, they were in the Final Four last year, weren't they? Yeah. No, it, was, it was crazy. Yeah, a lot of good teams come to the Big 12, and then just, like, the exposure, that's going to uh, bring in more recruits, more high-level recruits and stuff. So, And hopefully uh, uh, Iowa State, that little run that they went on, hopefully that generates some uh, power for us. And Yeah, the – there's a lot of people interested in transferring here. We signed one transfer from Temple last week. Well, I mean, they did such a good job. There's so many transfers from different places. And mm-hmm. then, like, in the first year of a new head coach, to, like, get them all to work together and have a sweet, sweet 16 run, that's insane. Especially with two wins last year. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's one of the craziest turnarounds ever. But uh, going back to Kansas, I guess I never really answered it. Winning it. Jesus. What was that? But... <laughs> <laughs> If you would have told me, like, middle of the season, Kansas would be the national championships, I would have probably laughed because they were really good, but you just didn't really see it. But, you know, as the year went on and the tournament started, it was like, holy shit, that's a really good team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could say, like, North Carolina, no one would have seen them, like, as the opposing one. I couldn't have seen Duke in the Final Four. That was insane. Um, so, yeah, it, it was crazy to uh, – Witness, it was it was a pretty good March Madness. Yeah, I thought so too. It was fun to watch. Um, also, some news that we didn't get to. I know this is coming out a little bit late. People have had uh, um, time to digest what happened, but Tyreek Hill got traded to the Dolphins. Uh, huge trade, five picks um, for Tyreek. Now Mahomes doesn't have his favorite weapon. Well, one of his favorite weapons. Yeah. Um, and I think we're really going to see whether Tua Tungvaluwa is a franchise quarterback or not. What did you think about the trade? I thought it was a good trade for both sides, honestly, because like the Chiefs, they have a lot of money wrapped up in certain players, like especially Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, Chris Jones. So, I mean, the writing was kind of on the wall. Like, I don't think they wanted to pay Tyreek the money he was going to get. Mm-hmm. Well, why not flip him for a bunch of draft capital? I mean, they got a lot back for him. I mean, they can turn some of those guys into, you know, Pro Bowl players. Yeah. And then they'll have them on their rookie deals. So I thought it was a good move for both teams. And then, yeah, like you said, we're really going to see how Tua is because he's got some weapons. But if he can't deliver, then they're going to be in the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it might not even be like a, oh, if we suck this year, we'll draft a new QB. Like they might be on the trade market to uh, try and find a quarterback because they're built to – Contend? Is that crazy to say? No, I, I think you're right on track. I mean, it's a really good defense, really good weapons, uh, young O line. I don't know if they'll what they'll do. Mm-hmm. And they have a new head coach that. I got, well, I guess they forgot they signed Armstead. Jesus. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. like one of the best left tackles. So yeah, you got the young O line, then you got the arguably a top three left tackle in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I did forget about that because I feel like that happened, and then the Tyreek Hill happened thing happened so like his his signing got completely overshadowed it did and then they just uh restructured or extended Xavier howard oh yeah i think he's like the highest paid corner now who kind of wanted to leave and now like dolphins are going all in he's like yeah i'll stay yeah yeah but uh like we were talking about like a week ago Mm -hmm. i didn't realize the dolphins have two first round picks next year and two third round picks i mean man if two doesn't work out they could maybe flip some shit for 
move up in the draft or flip picks for a veteran. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot working for them right now. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see. Not super happy because I am a Patriots fan, and it seems like the division is getting stronger. Um, not to mention the already, like, I think they're favored to win the Super Bowl this year, Bills. Yeah, I could see that. Bills are going to be so tough. Stephon Diggs did get an extension, too. So, oh, God. What do you think about the new wide receiver money that's coming out? Like, Tyreek Hill got a huge extension. Stephon Diggs, like, it's not, like, record-setting like Adams and Hill, but it's still a lot of money. That's a lot of cap for a wide receiver. Do you think, like, it's going to pay off for the teams giving him that money? Or I don't know. It's really surprising to me because we see so many good wide receivers, you know, lately. Uh, I mean, with all the college offenses being spread, you know, and the NFL kind of translating that way, too. There's tons of receivers coming out every year in the draft that have success. So it's kind of hard for me to believe teams are paying these guys this kind of money. But I also think there's going to be a lot of guys up for contracts next year, like A.J. Brown, D.K., Terry, Mm -hmm. and Debo Samuel. So I think at least two of those guys will be moved because I don't think those teams are going to want to pay them the kind of money they're going to demand. So that should be exciting to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, you got to feel like Terry might get moved because, like, Washington's going to want to keep that defense intact. They have a lot of uh, draft picks invested in that. Um, Tennessee, you can't move away from A.J. Brown. No, I still think we talked about this last year. I still think he's going to be possibly a Hall of Fame receiver. Mm -hmm. DK, I could see with Russ being gone, um, it might be going into rebuild mode. I'm not sure. Um, And then... If you're San Francisco, you got to keep Debo too, right? Yeah, he's such a main focal point in that offense. I don't know how you can move on from him. Yeah, especially um, you're not really paying a quarterback top money. Yeah. He's got Trey Lance for rookie deal for the next you know four years. Yeah, once uh, Jimmy's off the books, if he ever is, <laughs> no shit, it's gonna free up some uh, room for extensions and stuff. So yeah, it'll be interesting now that the wide receiver market is set so high. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how these teams kind of maneuver that. And also, I think that's going to directly affect the draft even this year. I think teams are going to be like, shit, let's get some good receivers in, get them on rookie deals. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll see a lot of receivers drafted in the first couple rounds this year. It really is a power shift. Mm -hmm. Um, Do we have any other news, or do you want to get to uh, the mock drafts? Uh, Not that I can think of. I mean, we could bring up your Lakers missing the playoffs. (laughs) I do want to say that I have been very vocal. during the offseason of the NFL about how bad the uh, Lakers were doing. And although when I said they were bad, I was fully expecting for us to be in a play-in game. All right? I expected us to be in a play-in game. We might be go into the playoffs, maybe 8th seed, maybe 7th seed, something like that. I, I mean, we were the fucking second favorite pick to be in the championship. And... Um, is this the most disappointing season by a team ever? I think it's got to be because you got to think LeBron's only got a couple years left. He's still playing well, so the window is just closing. And, you know, you have him and Anthony Davis, and you bring in Russ, which was questionable, but I thought it was going to work out, and it didn't. I think we were with each other when it did happen. We're like, why, why, why bring two guys with the same play style? Because LeBron just has to have the ball in his hands. You know, mm-hmm. and Russ does too. But Russ really doesn't have that shooting. 
No, no shooting. I mean, he has the passing aspect, but he also takes a lot of ill-advised shots, I think, too. Lots of turnovers. Which LeBron doesn't take those bad shots, but um, it's just weird to me. Yeah, I mean, like, you have the, like, Steve Nash, Kobe, Pau Gasol, Dwight Howard Lakers. All right, they were very disappointing, but they made the playoffs as a seven seed. And then no one really expected them to make noise because that was after Kobe Bryant tore his AC, or Achilles. All right, you got, like, the uh, Charles Barkley, Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, Clyde Drexler trio that uh, tried to win a championship. They were all, like, 34, 35, stuff like that. So it was past their prime. Understandable. Now, I'm not saying, like, these guys aren't old. But you've got LeBron James, top two player in uh, league history. You've got Anthony Davis, a premier, if not the best power forward in the league. You've got Russell Westbrook, a former MVP. Future Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. And you got a bunch of other future Hall of Famers like Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard. It's insane to me that we can't even make the fucking playoffs. It's crazy. And I like like to look back, like what else could you have done instead of Rock Russ in? I think like John Wall. John Wall. I mean, even if you would have signed like Ricky Rubio to run point and mm-hmm. then bring in like a shooter, mm-hmm. that would have been a better team than this year's. Yeah. I and mean, that would have been perfect situation, I think. Or even like have Kip Rondo yeah. and sign someone else instead of Russ. I mean, anything did not not make us pay for a brick laying, stat padding guy, forty four fucking million dollars a year. It pisses me off even talking about it. Um, and they had options. Like, who wouldn't want to go play with LeBron exactly. as his year in LA as he's like winding down his career? Yeah. I mean, everyone would have bid at that opportunity. Uh-huh. But yeah. I think that's poor um, GM. I think that's on him, kind of. Yeah, and you also got to – I mean, Frank Vogel's probably getting fired because uh, of the roster on that team and not even being able to make the playoffs. But uh, with that being said, I'm still up in the air whether or not I'll watch the NBA playoffs this year. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Big uh, Grizzlies guy now. I'd like to see them. They're fun to watch, yeah. Yeah. Grizzlies are doing well. I wouldn't mind seeing the Suns get back to the finals and take it. Yeah, I kind of like those teams. Mm-hmm. Not not high. Uh, maybe Chicago Bulls I like. I, yeah, East. I like that. Uh, the rest of the teams, I they're, they're good, but I, I don't really want to see them win it. No, I don't want to see the Nets win it. Mm-hmm. Bucks had their champion. Yeah, don't want that. No Heat. one wants a back-to-back. Heat. I'm in the air about it. I like the Heat players, but I just kind of want to see one of these new teams in there. Yeah, it'd be cool to see, like, Grizzlies and Bulls. That would be. Yeah. Even, like, uh, I know the Celtics are always always have been good, but I like their roster. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Tatum and Brown. It'd be cool to let, see them lead their team now. Yeah, and then maybe, like, a split up then afterwards. Yeah. Both of them go get their money. Lead a new team, which that's another topic. Like, why would they want to split those guys up? Makes no sense. I know. Like, I don't get it. Was that like the players wanting it? Like, no, the players. Like, like, Jason Tatum tweeted, "Like, why would you break us up?" I yeah. Think. I don't know. I think so it just must be management. They're shopping Brown around. I think that's crazy. He's so good. Very underrated. I feel like too. Mm-hmm. All right, well, um, that should do it for our NBA talk. Uh, let's get into our mock draft. I am ready. And with the first pick in the 2020. Oh, you got to do the, the chime.
Oh, I said 2022, so I botched the whole thing. What's the chime, like on ESPN? Da-da-da. Yeah, the little twink. I don't know what it is. I don't think I can do it I with can't my mouth. <laughs> um, with the first pick in the 2022 second annual Scoop and Score mock draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars are selecting Aiden Hutchinson. Boom. I had the same exact pick. Number uh, one, Aiden Hutchinson. Let's talk about it. All right. Uh, I feel like with the Jaguars um, – I mean, they've got their future quarterback, all right? I'm not ready to say, like, Trevor Lawrence is a bust and stuff. I think Urban Meyer kind of ruined the culture and stuff. Yep. Um, And they have a really good edge rusher with Josh Allen. But compliment the guy. Give it a one-two punch for that defense. Edge rushing is, like, vital for a good team. Uh, So why not get the safest, safest pick in the draft? Um, seems like a stand-up kid going to bring good culture uh, to Jacksonville, which is a franchise that desperately needs it. So I think this is the safest pick, and I think this is a pick that uh, Jagger Wires will do. Uh, what's your reasoning? Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's the safest one, uh, the best player available. I think when you're in Jacksonville's situation, you kind of just got to do that right now. Then, like you said, you compare him with, or pair him up with Josh Allen, and you still have a – the Chasen mm-hmm. from LSU they drafted a year or two ago. Yeah. I mean, that's three pretty young, good edge rushers. I mean, you can do a lot with that. And I think Hutchinson, too, like you can move him around all over the defensive line. Yeah. He's a pretty big dude, strong. Yeah. Makes it versatile. And uh, I mean, we saw with Doug Peterson in Philadelphia, like he uses those edge rushers pretty well, uh, like versatile defenders and stuff. So I think it's just a really good fit all around. Who did they hire as a D coordinator? Because they were 3-4 defense, weren't they? Yeah, I don't remember, though. I can't either, because I'll have to switch that up. It'll be interesting to see how Allen plays mm-hmm. in a new system. But I think he'll be all right. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good player. Um, give me your Detroit pick, then, at number two. All right, the second pick of the 2022 Scoop and score mock draft. I'm not going to do that every time. <laughs> but uh, number two, the Lions. I have them taking uh, Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. Okay. Well, we've got our first uh, debate here. I have them picking Trayvon Walker, uh, edge rusher from Georgia. like that one, too. I debated on those two. Yeah. Uh, my reasoning is he's been rising up in draft boards um, the past couple weeks. Um I think he's a very athletic guy, um, and they just cut. I knew it was going to be an edge rusher one because their line is um, very well constructed, but also they just cut Trey Flowers, and um, yeah, that's why I went uh, edge rusher there. Uh, what's your reasoning for picking Thibodeau over Walker? Uh, I liked them both. I think Walker has the upside to be better than Thibodeau, but I think Thibodeau's like safer, and he kind of just seems like a Dan Campbell guy. Mm-hmm. I know he said some things like teams didn't like, but it's the things he said like relates to Dan Campbell, so I can just see him being like, hell yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. And I just went kind of more towards the safe side because I think the Lions, like they picked um, Jeff Okuda a couple years ago mm-hmm. pretty high, and he hasn't been so good so far, which he still could be good, but I just think somewhat of a safe pick there. Yeah, get get at least like a foundation and – I feel yeah. Um, do you have 
do you worry about like Thibodeau's like uh, some people say like he might not have the drive, he might not work every play and stuff. Could be kind of like a uh, clowny. I yeah, I heard that, but that's why I like him with Dan Campbell because I think Motor City Dan get the most out of his boys. Okay, I like that. Um, with the third pick overall, the Houston Texans select Evan Neal, offensive tackle from Alabama. This one, I feel like it, it, it was between two players. Um, I think they're probably going to ship Laramie Tunsil. Uh, they need a tackle to protect. I mean, we were literally doing this, uh, mock draft. Uh, we didn't like talk to each other or anything, but we did, um, it on the same website. And the team needs for the Houston Texans literally listed everything. Um, I like the idea of them starting with the line. Uh, whoever's at quarterback there, uh, give them some protection. Uh, who did you select? All right, this is my uh, – it's kind of just a shot in the dark, but I'm confident in this one. I had the Texans taking Ahmad Sauce Gardner, corner wow. out of Cincinnati. A corner in the top three. Yep. All right, let's hear it. I think he's, from what I've heard or what everyone says, he's like surefire. He's a surefire thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to be a superstar. And I think when you're in the Texan situation, I mean, they got a lot of holes to fill. So I just thought, hey, let's just draft this guy, get him in here. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't mind that pick at all. Um, the corners are so tough, too, to find. Corners are tough. Um, but, I, yeah, I debated offensive tackle because I'm on the same boat as he. I think they should ship off uh, – What's his nuts? Tunsil. Yeah. Yeah. Why Why pay a guy that much if he's not protecting your franchise quarterback? Yeah. I mean, they can get good picks for him, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Let's go with number four, the New York Jets. Adam uh, picking Amon Gardner. I uh, have heard the same things. I heard he's going to be a hell of a cornerback in the league. Um, didn't allow a touchdown in college, which just seems crazy to me. Um, and then also Robert Sala is a defensive guy. Um, we haven't seen any premier cornerbacks with the Jets in a while. So I uh, figured number four, it's a surefire way to get him since they're picking 10th. He's not going to be there at 10. No. So I think they're going to go and get their guy at number four, even though like it's early for a cornerback. But if he's the dude, he's the dude. Yeah. No, I like that one. Uh, I had the Jets taking Trevon Walker. Georgia. Okay. Uh, defense, same reasons you said. Robert Sala, defensive guy. You get him in there, you pair him with you know, Quinn and Williams, and that's a good young defensive line. Yeah. Um, like, when you're doing this, like, mock draft and stuff, do you take, like, who's going to be available with their second first-round pick into uh, consideration? Like, I was thinking, like, mm, maybe I'll do, like, a offensive tackle or an edge rusher here, but I'm also, like, there might be, like, a good one at number 10, and maybe they're thinking that. So, like, hey, we won't get, like, the best one or the second best one, but we can get, like, the fourth best one in a loaded class. Yeah. So, um, that's why, I mean, you already had Gardner off the board. That probably would have been the pick for you if Texans. Yeah, it would have been. I debated that because I was going to have the Texans take in the tackle like you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, number five, the uh, New York Giants select Ikum Akuwuna Wu. Icky. Icky. <laughs> NC State guy, right? Yep. Offensive tackle, NC State. Uh, makes sense. Um, just with, we've kind of seen the Giants make some moves to kind of at least repair the offensive line in New York. 
I think this one takes like takes it over the top to where it it's actually going to be the strength of their team. Uh, you got Char- or Saquon Barkley. I almost said Charles Barkley. <laughs> uh, we see you got Joe's Sa- boy Saquon Barkley in the backfield, which you saw it last year. Even after like the um, injury, he just didn't have any running room. Like no. you got to let him be free and stuff. Uh, and if they were that committed to Daniel Jones, get him all the help he needs and stuff. I don't think he's the guy, but if you're going all in with weapons and stuff, you might as well get a tackle. Pair it up with uh, Andrew Thomas. Yeah. That could be a big force. I'll say mine. Number five, the Giants taking Evan Neal. Okay. So yeah. tackle as well. And I like had him taking him, and I was thinking about Thomas there. Like One of them will have to switch to right guard or right tackle, but mm-hmm. I think they can make it work. Yeah, which one is like Evan Neal's a left tackle, and then Icky's kind of like both? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, those are... Because I debated Icky there too, but from what I've heard, Evan Neal's so good. I'm like, you already had him gone, but I don't know. I don't think they could pass that up. Yeah. Um, let's go to the sixth pick. So it's going to get interesting. The Carolina, Carolina Panthers select Charles Cross, offensive Ooh. tackle from Mississippi State. Um, we've all seen draft. I mean, if you're listening to the show, you watch the NFL draft, right? I I uh I watch it nice. <laughs> I uh watch it like I'm excited for the day. I almost took the day off after the draft so that I could like just enjoy the entire experience and stuff. But we also see teams go on runs, like these teams go on runs. I have two offensive tackles gone in the first five picks. I'm thinking Carolina, maybe not sure of uh, which quarterback they want to take. Pro- and their their line's garbage. Yeah. So I think they take a really good versatile uh, tackle at number six and uh, see how it plays out. Who do you pick? Here's where it gets interesting. Number six, Panthers. I have them taking Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. All right. Why Kenny Pickett over uh, Malik Willis? Uh, I think Pitt, like I don't know. They're pretty. They're kind of on the same level for me. I think Pickett, like he's had such a good college career and he's in college for a long time. I think they probably feel comfortable with him. Plus, we've heard all the like uh, connections between him and um, Matt Rule. Matt Rule, yeah, because Matt Rule rec- recruited him hard and he was mm-hmm. at Temple, and that's like one reason too. I've heard that connection. Um, I know everyone's talking about the hand size thing. I don't think that matters. Yeah, look at Joe Burrow; they were worried about his, and he just led his team to the Super Bowl with probably the worst offensive line. In Super Bowl history. Maybe. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think the Panthers, they're going to – it's a risky pick, I think. Yeah. But that's just what I feel they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, is, is that one of the teams that you could see being like a, a trade-down candidate to and maybe try and get Kenny Pickett? Yep. like, uh, I don't think they have a second-round pick either. They might not have a pick after like the sixth pick till the fourth round. Yeah, because they traded for uh, Gilmore and then they – Mm-hmm. They uh, traded for Darnold. Yeah, and then uh, that corner out of Jacksonville, C.J. Henderson, too. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, so they moved a lot of picks. So we can at least agree that probably not going to be a defensive pick. No, especially that one year they went all defense the whole draft. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty set defensively. So um, whether I, I feel like it's either going to be offensive tackle and quarterback I guess we'll, we'll, we'll bring our uh, list. We're going to be watching the draft together. So we'll be uh, checking Mark and what, uh, which ones we get right. And uh, episode afterwards, we'll definitely compare. 
Um, let's go New York Giants with the seventh pick. I have Kayvon Thibodeau. Yes, I have him sliding to seventh. Um, makes sense for the Giants. Uh, they don't really have like a premier edge rusher. I know they have like the interior of uh, Leonard Williams and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I th- I do think he slides a little bit. Um, yeah, if I for my if I didn't have him going to the Lions at two, he would slide for me. Yeah. Maybe even further than this. Yeah, so it, it's it's a riskier one, but I felt confident. Like you're looking at in like seventh, this guy was projected to go number one mm-hmm. a while ago, but it could happen. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, what's your seventh pick? Uh, I had the Giants taking Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. I really wanted to do that pick. Um, really wanted to. I figured like edge rusher. And, like, Thibodeau's gone for you. Uh, edge rusher is a little bit more valued in the draft compared to safety and stuff. But Giants is a, a really good target because they just released Logan Ryan and stuff. And then the Pe- Jabril Peppers is gone, too. Yeah. So I think, he signed with the Patriots guy. Yeah, that's I a good signing. Use. Pair him and Duggar. But I, I like that pick for the Giants. You know, they lost their couple safeties. You pair him with uh, Xavier McKinney. And then, you know, Hamilton, he can move around, too. He's a bigger safety. So, I mean, you can put him down in the box, play the run. Like, he's really versatile, and I think that'll help their defense a lot. Yeah, he's got, like, the... He has some question marks. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, no. His speed. He only ran a 4.7. Okay. But... He's, he's got, like, the... Uh, obviously, not, like, Ed Reed speed and stuff, but he does have, like, some of those, like, qualities, some Jamal Adams qualities. Like, I was kind of thinking... Um, wait for him to like go to the Jets or something and then they instantly put him back into like the Jamal Adams role and stuff. Um but yeah I I do like that pick. I, I think if we have uh Giants going off well, who was your first offense or your first Giants pick? Uh Evan Neal. Oh okay so yeah. They repair the line and get a premier uh defensive guy. That's a success for uh, the Giants. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because they have a lot of good players. I think they just have to go best available. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go with number eight. And I kind of felt like the Falcons maybe should have been like a kind of everything too. They mm-hmm. lost Calvin Ridley for the year. Uh, they got Marcus Mariota at quarterback. Def- defense is kind of all over the place. Although they have a really good cornerback with AJ Terrell. Um, let's hear your eighth pick for the Falcons. All right. I have them taking Garrett Wilson, receiver out of Ohio State. All right. Let me hear it. Uh, speedy guy. He made a lot of big plays. You look at the Falcons, they have a glaring hole at receiver. I mean, they lost a lot of receivers. Is that the worst receiving core right now in the NFL? It's got, I couldn't tell you one receiver on the roster right now, honestly. I saw it a couple days ago, but I can't remember any of the names. <laughs> I know one, Auden Tate. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the one I recognize. I just think... I don't know. I think Wilson, he's going to be a really good pro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know where to start with the Falcons. That's why I was like, let's get a receiver because that receiving room is garbage right now. Yeah, and it gives them the uh, availability. Now they don't feel like they have to uh, stick with Calvin Ridley. Like Once the suspension's up, they can move him. He's still a young dude that uh, would be serviceable to other teams. So, kind of, really, it's kind of like Calvin Ridley's off the team and you're replacing him. Yeah, and then you got to think too. Like I know they just signed Mariota, but they're probably going to have a top five pick next year. Yeah, so they're going to get one of those really good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So then you'll have a young core of that quarterback, whoever they take, Garrett Wilson, if for my mock anyway, and then Kyle Pitts, 
I mean, that's success, like, I think, in the long run. Yeah, I think a rookie quarterback would be lucky to be drafted there. So, um, with my eighth pick, I picked Jermaine Johnson the second, uh, edge rusher out of Florida State. I figured with – it was kind of like another runs thing. Like, this is the fourth edge rusher I have off the board. Um, it's obviously a need for the Falcons who – don't quote me on this. I think I had 15 sacks all of last year. That's not good. Yeah. And you got to think, like, when Chandler Jones has five sacks in the game, that's yeah. a third of your sacks. Like, it's insane. I, so I, th- I thought that was a big need. I think they'll let Mar- Marcus Mariota, hopefully they, they, they pick, like, a second-round guy for wide receiver and stuff because wide receiver is pretty uh, deep. So I, I figured they'd go a premier edge rusher here um, with the eighth pick. Also, maybe a trade-down candidate since there are so many needs and stuff. But um, I decide, I think we both decided not to do any trades in our mock draft. It's just too – it's so unpredictable. Yeah, and then like once – like if we just started doing trades, like that could throw off our whole mock draft. For sure, yeah. And like you, if we did trade up for quarterbacks, most of the time we're not going to be right. You were close last year. I, yeah, I had uh, Broncos trading up for Trey Lance, but it was the 49ers that traded up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go with the number nine pick. Uh, number nine is Seattle Seahawks, previously of the Broncos, who uh, got Russell Wilson. So who do you have the Seattle Seahawks picking? All right, another one. Here we go. Number nine, Seattle Seahawks. I have them taking Malik Willis. All right. Well, we are going to agree on that. Oh, yeah. I have them picking. We're back on the board together. <laughs> um, give me your thoughts about Malik Willis and uh, why Seattle would win. He's kind of a mystery player, I guess you could say, just playing in a smaller school. I mean, he has all the intangibles and what you want, like athletic quarterback, but it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Seattle has interest in him. I think they worked him out. But, I mean, if you hit on him, then you're going to be looking pretty smart, I think. Yeah, exactly. But it's so risky, I think, too. Yeah, I mean, they've got future picks with the Russell Wilson trade. So, I mean, they can try and hit that that big upside guy like Malik Willis. Um, if you're on Twitter, you've probably seen his really good arm. and uh, Looks nice coming out of there. Yeah, and plus with like the weapons that they have with Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and stuff. Malik Willis at least makes you a average, above average team if he does hit, um, and then you can start filling in the gaps around him. So it, it, it'd be a shame if they had to go into the season with Drew Locke at QB. I know. It doesn't make sense to me. And Willis, I don't know. He might be a guy that has to sit a year or two. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I don't know. I figured they would have brought bring in like a veteran quarterback maybe. but Yeah, it's crazy that Baker isn't. I thought that would have been a really good spot for Baker. But. I do too. I, yeah. Wow. But uh, yeah, we got back to uh, being on the same page. We'll see if that moves forward. Number ten, the New York Jets select Derek Stingley, corner out of LSU. Okay, so you did go back uh, corner. Mm-hmm. What defense? Defense for the Jets. Okay. So like Trum Walker now Stingley. Stingley, I mean, you saw his freshman year when he was on that team with Burrow and them. Mm-hmm. He was. At they were that talking t- about him number being the number one. Pick. Yeah, I mean, he looked really fucking good. Yeah, dealt with some injuries. They kind of questioned his if his heart was in it. Mm-hmm. He kind of 
gave up on some plays where he could have made a tackle. I don't know what I think about that. I just know off that freshman year, like, really damn good. And then he just ran a four three forty at his pro day, too. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about him. I, I, I mean, That's probably the one guy I could say, like, maybe we'll have a better career than Gardner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think those two are surefire things, a corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my 10th pick, I have the Jets selecting Garrett Wilson. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of rumors this offseason of the Jets trying to get Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, stuff like that. I think it's they're going all in on Zach Wilson. So I think um, with this pick, I think they're going to get him another weapon, pair him with Elijah Moore, who had a very good rookie year, and um, they'll actually see whether Zach Wilson is the guy or not. And then picking Garrett Wilson, I mean, we saw him in college and stuff. He he was crazy. Yeah. Not even the best uh, Ohio State wide receiver. So He arguably could have been the third best one on that team. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Um, so, yeah. Number 11, the Washington Commanders select. Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. All right, give me your thoughts on that one. Um, see, when we were, when I was doing this draft, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. Commander, that was the tough, like the first tough pick I had. I'm like, I don't know what they need. Yeah, and it's hard to say like defense too because, well, I mean, like that was uh, perceived as a strength for them at the beginning of the season and turned out like it wasn't that good. I know, and I think they picked a linebacker in the first round last year too. Yeah, that Davis guy. Out of Kentucky, Kentucky. Jamin Davis. Yeah. But I just saw like linebacker was like a number one need for them, which I didn't expect that. I kind of dug in a little bit deeper. Yeah, it's because they put uh, Jamin – well, at first he was in the middle, and then they moved him to outside, and that's when he started playing well and stuff. So I think they wanted, like, an actual middle guy. Yeah, so, like, I think Devin Lloyd, you know, put him on an already good defense. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a scary team then. Um, But that is not my pick. Um, I picked Kyle Hamilton. Oh, I like that one a lot. Notre Dame. Uh, They released Landon Collins this offseason. And just a versatile guy. Could even play fucking like linebacker he if could. they needed him He's to. Kind of somewhat comparable to Isaiah Simmons was yeah. to Clemson, I think. Exactly. Not as athletic, but yeah, it just adds another dimension. I know wide receiver and uh, maybe quarterback is a need for them, but I think and it shows from their actions they want to get better on defense and stuff, and that's kind of the Ron Rivera way. So mm-hmm. I, I I felt bad putting Kyle Hamilton so low, but I also think like safety is kind of like a, you can, it's, it's easy to, to get him in the top five. Yeah. I think Jamal Adams is probably the last one drafted top five. Yeah. And he's a premier one. So, um, all right. You've got any debates about that one? No, I think we're both in agreement. Like that was kind of a hard one and defense. Probably just a very hard one. Might as well just stack up the defense. Mm-hmm. Initially I had them taking a, uh, tackle, but, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't really a glaring need. Oh, so you still haven't picked uh, Charles Cross yet? I haven't picked him or the NC State tackle. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Shit's about to get crazy. In the yes, sir. Of mock draft. All right, let's go with number twelve, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, me first. Yep, you can go first. Uh, I had Derek Stingley Jr. Ooh, I like that one. Um, even though, like. I know he's a crazy talent and stuff. I think like some of these teams will probably pass on him for more glaring needs to where the Minnesota Vikings, that is a glaring need. And I could see them even trading up to get him. Um, and by the way, if they do, I'm still counting that right on my mock draft. Um, yeah, crazy talent. Uh, 
glaring need. Like they just had to resign Patrick Peterson to even get a starting cornerback in there. You get them, and that's actually a strength for them. So, mm-hmm. um, and that makes that Vikings pretty good, and it's getting them younger. And Which they of, need. That defense is kind of aging. Yeah, they they need to uh, start drafting some defensive players to prepare for all those aging veterans. Uh, let's hear your twelve. I went defense as well, but I went Jermaine Johnson, edge rusher out of Florida State. I like that. You get him in there. You pair him with Neil Hunter. I mean, that's. I think that's a good combo to have off the edge. Also prepares for them if they end up trading to Neil Hunter, which have been rumored. Yeah, I've heard that too. But yeah, I just think, you know, they need to start fixing that defense like we talked about. It's getting old. I think Jermaine Johnson's a guy that come in and make an immediate impact. Especially now that they have like an offensive coach instead of Mike Zimmer. They probably need to address um, what went wrong last season. They were giving up a shit ton of points, shit ton of yards and stuff. So um, what – Kevin O'Connell deal with a pretty good offense. Yeah, I'd and say then so. Fix that defense. Yeah, and I you had you had Jermaine Johnson going to uh, the Falcons. Yeah, I like him as a prospect. He played one year at Florida State. Was ACC Defense Player of the Year. Came over from Georgia. Can imagine, you imagine him on that team? Well, that's I was listening to someone, and they said he probably wouldn't even started on that team. Probably not. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, shit. How many Georgia people have already? Oh, I've only done one. What are you? I've done one as well. Oh. Figured it would have been more Georgia people. I know. Uh, 13. We got the second of uh, two Houston Texans first-round picks. Uh, I did Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. Um, With their first pick, I addressed the offensive line. Second pick, I'm addressing defense. They probably need a leader. Honestly, besides like Desmond King... I don't know if I could name a fucking defensive guy on that. They still have that linebacker. I can't remember. Merciless? No, um, they have like a middle linebacker that's always been decent. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, I can't think of his name. Yeah, he's always up there in like per tackle stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they need a leader on that, a strong guy. And he, he's very athletic. He can do a lot of things. I think that'd be – he's going to be an instant impact for that Houston defense, so – uh, I went with the guy that could probably do the most on a team. Uh, what about you? 13 Texans. I had uh, Ikam Ikwanua Icky from NC State, the tackle. Okay, so you went uh, edge rusher third round, or third pick. Uh, I went Gardner, Sauce Gardner third pick That's for them. Right. Yep. Okay, so we're kind of on the same page. Yeah, I get a tack- guy and get a lineman. Which I I don't know if he'll fall that far. If he did, that'd be a dream scenario for the Texans. I like that a lot once I got it. Filled out. Yeah, that that would be nuts if they got him. I mean, I had them picking Evan Neal, but if they could get Akeem thir- or ten picks later, they're doing that all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's go with fourteen to the Baltimore Ravens. It's very weird, like seeing the Baltimore Ravens roster and like they're picking fourteenth with a guy that can instantly come. Like, there's still a lot of good players left. Uh, it was very hard to pick. And I very much wanted to go off into lineman here, but I picked Jordan Davis, D-tackle. Ooh, I like that. uh, Showed out at the Combine, um, and I think it's a need for them. I think they – the cornerbacks are going to come back healthy. They just signed uh, Marcus Williams uh, in the safety. 
linebackers, they have Patrick Queen and a couple edge rushers and stuff. I think they shore up the defensive line and get an interior guy that could just be a wrecking crew. Yeah, that defensive, that whole defense in general is very good. Yeah, to him, that's a good pick. Yeah. I went Charles Cross, though, tackle out of Mississippi State. Yeah. I know he played, like, primarily, I mean, he played under Mike Leach, so they passed the ball a fuck ton, so his run blocking's a question mark, Mm -hmm. and Ravens are run heavy. But I just thought, you know, if he falls that far, they couldn't pass that up. Yeah, and I think, like, if uh, Ravens are going to extend Lamar Jackson, they probably need to get like, they were pretty pass-happy happy last year, but that's because they had no healthy running backs. With J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards coming back, probably more balanced team. So, hopefully, uh, Charles Cross is more of that dude that can be very balanced and stuff. I do like that pick, though, with Orlando Brown gone and stuff. Mm-hmm. Him and Ronnie Staley. That could be Stanley? Staley? Stanley. I think Stanley. I don't know. One of them. Okay. <laughs> um... But yeah, I like that pick out of you, Reha. Um, let's go to the 15th pick, um, the Philadelphia Eagles. I guess one thing we didn't mention in the news is like the Philadelphia-New Orleans trade. Um, I had to read that thing like five times to get it straight. That was so confusing. Yeah, uh, Eagles gave up like two first-round picks, which essentially was like one because I think they swapped first-round picks with the Saints. So now each of them have two first-round picks. And then Eagles get a first and a second in future drafts. Or was it a second this year? I think it was. I'm going to have to read it again. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> I know a first next year for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with their first uh, first round pick, I have them picking Drake London. Wide receiver Ooh, I like that. at USC. I debated that one. Yeah, I, I honestly thought about having, I mean, Drake London's a quick wide receiver. But he he feels more like a possession uh, aggressive wide receiver. Well, he's, he's like six five. Yeah, and I didn't. I wanted to do a complimentary to Devonte Smith, so I decided to do uh, Drake London. Um, I know they want another wide receiver. Jalen Rager's a bust. And they need to be careful. They just need to take the like him. They can't fuck around with the receivers. Is this the third year in a row that they're picking a first round wide receiver? I think so. And then the year before they took. Fucking Arcega Whiteside in the second round. Yeah, not great. So, yeah, they need to get a guy like this and really just shore up the position and then move on, have your wide receivers in place. Um, and then we'll see really if Jalen Hurts is a guy or else they'll be in the QB market. Yeah. Me and you are both high on Hurts. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Um, what's your 15th pick? Uh, I went Trent McDuffie, corner out of Washington. Okay. Uh, you throw him in there with Darius Slay. I mean, you got your corners pretty well, you know, taken care of. Uh, that defense kind of has some holes. Kind of getting old too, it seems like. But I mean, it was a hard pick for me. Like I wanted to go receiver, like you did, but I thought that one was probably a need they needed to take care of. Yeah, they talked about it throughout the year um, in the NFL season. Um, Eagles played a very laid back, like didn't blitz a lot. I think it was because, like, the secondary was weak and stuff. So I, that's a very good pick. Um, they haven't taken a corner in the first round since 2002, I think. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. And just matching up with Darius Slay, that, that allows you to do a lot of options. So. Yeah. And I think Slay is, like, a very underrated corner. Still, yeah. Do um, you know how old he is? 
Late twenties, I think. Oh, okay. So he's not super old. Yeah, a lot of good years left. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to uh, Saints. They traded for this pick. Um, this was the Colts pick. So um, ah, man, you ready? That's for a my, bummer. You want my pick for uh, who uh, Saints are picking? Yep, go ahead. Uh, Jamison Williams, wide receiver. Fuck from yeah, Alabama. I like that. Uh, Michael Thomas is a possession wide receiver, and Jameis Winston's got a fucking arm. All right, so I think they need a downhill threat. It opens up the slants for Michael Thomas and just makes that offense so much more diverse. Yeah, dude, and if he didn't get hurt, he'd be top ten pick. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, he'd be the best receiver, I think, in the class, probably. Yeah, um, and I wanted to say, like, this was the Colts pick because then this could also be yeah. the guy that the fucking Colts could have had. What, what, what was the trade that? Was this the Carson Wentz trade? Yes. Yikes. Because um, it was a second-round pick, but if he played 70% of snaps, it moved to a first-round pick. That one hurts. At least um, we got a second, probably a second-round back next year from yeah. Commanders, but still. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Jamison Williams would be a great pick at 16. Really fucking helps the Saints offense uh, under new leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your pick? I went Drake London, so I have a receiver as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that would be a crazy pairing, Drake yeah. London and Michael Thomas. I just I like Drake London as a prospect. They're kind of comparing him like Keyshawn Johnson, mm-hmm. which would be wild. Yeah. Uh, what's your thought? I mean, we can have like these side conversations while we're doing the mock draft. What's your thoughts on Michael Thomas, like with the Saints? I know there was like some skeptical stuff, um, and a lot of people thought like maybe he just opted out for the year and took like the foot injury. He could have played, but yeah. I think he wanted to play, and then he re-aggravated it or something. Okay, so maybe it wasn't up to him. Yeah. Um, but I still think uh, Michael Thomas, he hasn't played well in a few years, but I still think he's one of the best receivers in the league. And still haven't seen him with Jameis Winston, so it could be a... Match made in heaven. Exactly. Thomas's route running so good. All right, so we're kind of on the same page there. Uh, number 17, the Chargers. Let I, me hear yours. All right, I had them taking Jordan Davis. Like that. Big D tackle out of Georgia. Okay. I think they made a bunch of moves in that defense. Mm-hmm. If they draft him, put him in the middle. I don't know, like, because he played college weighing like 360. I know he got down to like 340 and did so well at the combine. So hopefully, like, they can keep him at that weight. Because if they can't, I mean, he'll only play 25 snaps a game probably. Yeah. But, I mean, if they can get him to buy in, like, that's going to be a dangerous defense. Yeah. I, I – I did think I'd de-tackle because their run defense was so trash last year. Um, but I decided to go offensive tackle Trevor Penning. Oh, I like that. I, That's a good pick. Um, Fuck. Pair him with uh, Slater. Yeah, you got your fucking offensive line set for a couple of years. They let go of Brian Balaga in the offseason. Probably good call. He, he's injury prone and you're paying him $10 million a year. Um, so to get a guy like this, 17th overall, what I've seen of his game is like uh, I'm not watching you and I every Saturday for their college yeah. film, but he looks dominant, big fucking dude. Um, and with the addition of uh, Joseph Day from the Rams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're content with that D tackle that may they might take one like in later picks and stuff. But I think now they need to focus on right tackle and protecting Herbert. Um, anything else? No, I like your pick a lot. 
Okay. Let's go with uh, number 18, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll get this one out of the right way. It's Trent Duffy. Um, oh, shit. So we both had him going. Yep. Um, basically, every reason you said uh, great pairing with Darius Slay and a need on their team. So I'll let you take 18. I had them taking N'Kobe Dean at 18, Ooh. going back-to-back defense. Okay. Uh, I really wanted to do receiver for them in the first round, but I just think after taking – Two receivers in the last two drafts, first round, they might hold back this year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I could see him taking one too. It's just kind of a debate I had, but I think they sure up the defense, get young. Nicobe Dean, I mean, he has some question marks kind of about his athleticism, but he looked damn good for Georgia on the best defense, probably in college football in the last however many years. Mm-hmm. So I like that pick there. Okay, yeah, I do like that. Like uh, like you said, getting younger and stuff. They have a lot of aging guys, whether it's Ed Rusher in the secondary. Definitely a linebacker. I thought that was a big need for them, so I like that pick. Um, now we're going back to the Saints. You want to take this one? Yeah, Saints number 19. I've been taking Trevor Penning. All right. I think they need to uh, fill the void for losing Armstead. Mm-hmm. Uh Hopefully Penning can slide into left tackle. I mean, they're set at right tackle with uh, Ryan Ramschek. But I think, yeah, left tackle's a need for him. I mean, I don't think they have anyone on the roster that can step into that Yeah. One. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, since Trevor Penning wasn't available at this uh, pick for me, I had them taking Berhard Raman, or Romain, uh, tackle out of Central Michigan. I did have to do some research before doing this pick um, because while we were doing it on the uh, website, it had him pretty high. So I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Uh, looked looked like a physical dude. Um, he's rising up in the draft stocks uh, lately. Um, so I had them picking a tackle too to shore up Armstead's thing. So Plus I feel like Saints have very good like developing linemen. So if they can get this, like if they think this guy's worth taking 19th overall, um, worry about like maybe QB later or something, and they can develop him and have him Ryan Ramchek. They've taken a couple. Uh, uh, McCoy, their centers ended up turning out really well. Yeah, um, Caesar Ruiz um, has turned into a good guard. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me hear it. Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I, what you've heard lately is Ritter's really rising up too. He's had a lot of good interviews and stuff, so I was interested to see where you uh, had him at. Yeah, um, I mean he's got the measurements and you know he's athletic, nice so, arm. So you're telling me you don't buy MVP Mitch in Pittsburgh? I don't. I think that's why they signed him too. They had to be thinking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't a bridge with like a high ceiling, I guess. Because Mitch plays well, I mean, you could just roll with him and, you know, they'll have a first-round pick quarterback, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought. I mean, they're not paying him like a starting quarterback. You got to figure Pittsburgh where it's at. They probably need some new blood and stuff. And, yeah, I'm with you. I don't fully believe in MVP Mitch. I'll hype him up if he doesn't. Yeah. But, uh... He wasn't picked number two for no reason. That's what I think. And he let him do the playoffs. Yeah. I think a little bit of my pick, too, is I like the story of it. I'm going Kenny Pickett. Oh, yeah. I like that. Out of Pittsburgh. 
So um, I think a lot of fans would be on board for this. They've watched them in college. Why not watch them as their team in the pros? We've seen like a lot of heartbreak of it. Like, um, uh, who was it? The Pacers not picking like Larry Bird or something. No, 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 it wasn't that. It was the Pacers not picking um, the Indiana guy. Larry Bird played for Indiana State. Yeah. Indiana like had this stud point guard and stuff, and they picked Reggie Miller. Um, which is heartbreak. So it could go the opposite way of that. Maybe Kenny Pickett's on the board, and they do do Ritter or something. Um, but I like the storyline of Kenny Pickett going to the Steelers, and a lot of good weapons there. So I'm excited to see how that turns out. Yeah, and then like you think of the quarterbacks this draft class. I mean, it's not good. Mm-hmm. But then you look at like when Mitch was picked that draft. It was Mitch, Mahomes, and then Watson. Yeah. And people weren't high on Mahomes and Watson. Well, and look how they turned out. Look at Baker's one. Like it was Baker and Sam Darnold, the first two, and Rosen. So yeah. the first three. But then you had Josh Allen, you had Lamar Jackson. It was pretty nuts. So some of these, like maybe what we consider second tier guys, are the actual stars of the draft. Yeah, and that's kind of why I went Ritter. I mean, I know he kind of has a knock. He played at Cincinnati, not Power Five school, but they were a damn good team. Yeah, made the playoffs and. He didn't do terrible. No. So, all right. Let's I know you're excited for this next one, Jacob. 21st overall pick, the New England Patriots select Nakobe Dean. Oh, yeah. He seems like a Patriot guy. He does, yeah. A uh, little versatile. Um, and I think they need to start preparing for life after, like, um, uh, Hightower. They released uh, Kyle Van Noy. I think – Jamie Collins still – on the team? I actually don't know. Probably another <laughs> Lions might have signed him to another big team. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to see like a young fucking linebacker with uh, Bill Belichick and uh, see how he turns out. Another one I might have been playing like in my head, like I hope we get either Nicobe Dean or we get Devin Lloyd. Like I wanted one of those two guys to be there. I know wide receiver is very tempting there. You guys got a lot of good ones, though. Yeah. Decent ones, I should say. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that's our draft or day two pick as a wide receiver so that we don't have to have Kendrick Bourne leading us in receiving yards. He's a pleasant surprise, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was good. I just. He's not, yeah. Hopefully, Devontae Parker. We didn't talk about Devontae Parker getting traded there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's a big trade, I think. Yeah. Okay, so maybe that also influenced me a little bit, but. Uh, who did you have going to the Patriots? All right, I had Andrew Booth Jr., corner out of Clemson. I like it. Oh, yeah, they lost J.C. Jackson. Uh, I know Booth dealed with an injury. I don't think he ran at the combine. But, I mean, watch Could be the, a guy slipping. Yeah, watch the tape. I mean, he's a damn good player. So I think the Patriots, you know, they have a need at corner. Yeah, and now with, like, quarter – I'm not going to say, like, Mac Jones is our future or anything like that because I've been hurt before. Uh, but, yeah, um, I, like, I, I do think they – We'll go defense and try and keep because we got a lot of aging guys. Try and repair instead of rebuild. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go with number twenty-two, the Green Bay Packers. I want to hear yours. All right, I had the Packers taking Chris Olave, receiver out of Ohio State or Olave. Yeah, uh, we can talk about the same thing because I had the same. Hell yeah! All right, we're back on track again, baby. Oh, dude's a stud. Yeah, and it feels. He's a very good route runner, and I feel like they compared with, him like he's a fast. Uh, I can't remember who the comparison was. Keen Allen. 
Yeah, faster Keelan Allen. That's the comparative. Okay. Faster, better is what they said. Faster, better. Ooh. Um, that's going to be a lot to live up to, but I feel like with his route running and Aaron Rodgers' arm, that's a fucking deadly combo. And I know like sometimes wide receivers have a first time and hard time in their first season and stuff, but lately they're fucking instant playmakers. And uh, with Chris Olave and a wide receiver desperate Packers, you got Aaron Rodgers for two more years. Fucking invest in him. And yeah, and then even like Rodgers gone, you're going to have um, – what's his name? Jordan Love? Yeah, Jordan Love stepping up. He's going to need weapons too. Yeah. So it's a no-brainer for me. Exactly. Uh, glad we're on the same page now. I know we're not going to be for 23rd with the Arizona Cardinals. We might be. We won't. I have Andrew Booth. Nope. <laughs> well, I know. You already picked him. <laughs> Uh, I have them going cornerback. Um, it was kind of a uh, needy position with Patrick Peterson gone. Um, I think they tried some older veterans to fill up the need. So they have uh, Byron Murphy's only young one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think they double down, get two good uh, cornerbacks. I was very tempted to go um, edge rusher there with Chandler Jones gone, but I think they take best available there. Uh, what about you? I had them taking Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. Ooh, I like this. Okay, let me hear your thought process. So their line's been shaky. I mean, they need to protect Kyler Murray. He's yeah. dealt with some injuries. I know they need a center and a guard. I think Linderbaum can come in. He can play either or. And, you know, I think he's going to be instant starter. Very good player. No question about it. Is there, like, a way that Linderbaum can – well, I this feels like him falling because mm-hmm. he's such like one of the best centers we've seen in the draft so far. But since he's a center, that's why he drops back. Do you see him uh, rising at all? If that's the case, like maybe not rising, but getting selected earlier than um, what you have him. Yeah, I could. It's just hard, like seeing a center guard go that high. Yeah, I do think he can play a guard too, if need be. Yeah, which we haven't selected any guards too, so that also shows you. Yeah, where the guard and centers valued at. But I think you know, I just think that'd be a good pick for the Cardinals because they got to do a better job at protecting Kyler, especially now with rumors of him like maybe not being happy or something. Yeah, and he's dealt with. He's come out hot in back to back years, and then injuries have had the Cardinals fall off. Like they were the number one team the first eight weeks injury happens. And then they're never the same. I know it kind of just reminds me of like Russell Wilson to an extent. Like mm-hmm. I know Russ won those super bowls, but he had a very good defense. Yeah. But it's just, they start off hot and then they get banged up. They just take a lot of hits. Yeah. I mean, you got to do something about it. I think. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I had Andrew Booth. Let's go to uh, number twenty-four, the Dallas Cowboys. I have them picking Tyler Lindenbaum. Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, uh, I know they have a very aging line too. Um, Smith, Martin, and their center slash guard last year. Uh, I think it was Connor McGovern. Uh, not great. So uh, I think they shore it up. If they're going to get anything out of Zeke, they got to repair that offensive line. And then they just lost Collins, too. Yeah. Did they trade him? Or? Uh, no, they released him. It made no sense to me. Yeah. Premier tackle. Now on the Bengals. Why not release Tyron Smith and then keep – it made no sense. Yeah, it's kind of a shit show in Dallas right now. A lot of it always question, is. Questionable decisions. Um, 
So we'll see how it turns out for him. Uh, who did you have going to the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, Devontae Wyatt. He tackled out of Georgia. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I think that's been a need for them for a while now. Mm-hmm. I think that one year when they signed, like, uh, Gerald McCoy and then another, uh, Don Terry Poe. Yeah. You're like, oh, they're fucking grasping at straws right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think Wyatt, he has some character issues, I think. Maybe he could go higher, but... Mm-hmm. I don't think Jerry's scared of character issues. No. <laughs> they ain't scared of that in America's team. Yeah, I think you know, he's a good player. I think he'd fit well in that defense. Yeah, another fucking Georgia guy that freakishly athletic for his size and stuff. So uh, we'll see. That, that, I, I do like that pick. Uh, 25, the Buffalo Bills. Crazy that they're picking 25 of where they're ranked at. You ready for mine? Yep. Number 25, the Buffalo Bills. I have running back out of Iowa State, Brees Hall. You did it. I did it. Wow. All right. Uh, tell me your thought process. All right. So Singletary, Zach Moss, average running backs, I think. Okay. On a very good offense. I think you throw in a guy that could be potentially a top five running back in the league. Mm-hmm. Is that biased? No, it's not. I mean, it could be by a little biased, but I still think he's like the next big thing. Okay. Um, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on this one. We don't do a lot on this show. Me and uh, Rehar are pretty like-minded, which is why we kind of like having guests and stuff uh, to argue with. Um, I think the coaching staff in Buffalo might ride Singletary. He showed out um, last year at the end of the year when he was given the main time role. He did a really good job of it, and I don't think they spend a first-round pick on a running back. Later on in the draft, I could see it, and I do desperately want Brees Hall to be on a successful team like that. I don't know if it happens. Uh, I have them picking uh, Kair Alam, cornerback from Florida. Uh, I've seen a lot of mock drafts where he slides and stuff, and I've listened to people and like, I don't know why he's not like a yeah, first round projection. I know he's a good like player. With Tredavious White coming off an ACL tear, um, their second cornerback, I could have hit free agency. I think too. I I can't uh, exactly remember, but I think they and Sean McDermott is a defensive guy. Uh, I think they shore up the secondary, get a really good piece to go along with Tredavious White and um, really make that a strength in their defense. And they've picked, like, edge rushers in past drafts, and they just got Von Miller, too. So it was easy to go secondary with this pick. Yeah, no, I agree with that. If I didn't go Brees, I would have went defense for sure, just mm-hmm. because all these AFC teams, I mean, they're getting high-powered offenses. The Bills can already score points, but they need to, you know, not let points be scored on them. I mean, you look at, like, the Chiefs game. Yeah. They let, what, 40-some points go up against them? Uh-huh. And, and it's a good defense. strength for their team. Yeah, it's a good defense, but yeah, I agree. Like, if I didn't go Brees, I would have went defense for sure. Yeah, and if N'Kobe Dean or um, Devin Lloyd isn't off the board, that's an easy pick for them because I'm not sure Edmonds is the guy that's supposed to be leading that linebacker crew for a dominant defense. Yeah. I mean, they decent linebacker. Like, they got Milano's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think if they – linebacker or do you count more edge rusher milano yeah i don't know he's lighter he's only like 220 something but he kind of plays he does have bigger. like um ball coverage skill so yeah but i mean if they didn't sign von miller i would have went defense and heartbeat there yeah 
All right, um, let's go with 26, the Tennessee Titans. This one was another kind of hard one for me because, like, they re-signed a lot of defensive guys. They have some good prospects on the offensive line. Do you go wide receiver here with them releasing Julio Jones and you don't know what you're going to get from Robert Woods? Um, What did you select? I went Tyler Smith, a tackle out of Tulsa. That's a good one. I've seen a lot of mock drafts that have him going there. Yeah, Um, I just think – I mean, you got Luan at your left tackle – Right tackle's been a question mark. They drafted Isaiah Wilson a couple years ago in the first round. Mm-hmm. Not even on a team anymore. Yeah. Like two DUIs. Uh, they picked a tackle in the second round last year, I think, out of North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. But they said he can maybe slide to guard. Okay. Maybe be better suited there. So I thought you might as well stir up the line. And he's a run-blocking menace. So, I mean. Perfect. Yeah, perfect for Derrick Henry. Yeah. It is weird that I did pick uh, Raymond from Central Michigan over him. No, I like that guy at Central Michigan, too. I mean, Am I questioning my own picks? No, I think you're you're sitting good there. <laughs> um, I had them going edge rusher, George Karlaftis out of Purdue. Um, I know they do have like a couple of their same guys coming back, um, but he's a big dude from the Big Ten. Like, I think it'll be he, – he will get a lot of playing time with them. It will be like an instant contributor for them. And maybe gives them some flexibility going forward in future. Like, I think they need to re-sign Jeffrey Simmons. Mm-hmm. They need to re-sign um, A.J. Brown. So if they can't afford some of the other guys, this edge rusher allows them to maybe get rid of, like, maybe a Harold Landry or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, yeah, that's the way I went. Um, 27th. Let me hear your uh, Bucks take. Who can they use to uh, help Tom Brady get another Super Bowl? I'm going to take your last pick and throw him right in there. George Calafaris, however you say it, out of Purdue. Let me hear your thoughts. Bucks, they really don't have any, like, they're old, Mm -hmm. but they don't have, like, any glaring holes. So I think you get a guy like him, you can bring him in, kind of play him at multiple positions on the D line. I think it's a good pick for them. That was a tough one, though. I mean. Yeah, isn't JPP gone? Or did he come back? I thought he came back, but I'm not sure. You could be right. And I know Sue's still a free agent, too. So maybe that. Yeah. I know they're not the same position, but I think this guy could slide down, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with Sue being a free agent, I have them picking Devontae Wyatt. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a menace in that interior would really allow fucking Joe Tyron, uh, Shaquille Barrett, all these edge rushers that they have to eat up the outside. So I think that makes their front seven so much more dangerous. Uh, so I really liked that pick once I got to it. I wasn't sure if Devontae Wyatt would make it that far in my mock draft, but I moved some things around so I could see it happen. Yeah. Uh, let's go 28 to the Packers. Um, you've been hyping this one up. I'm actually excited to see who uh, makes it there. Who you got? All right. I have the Packers taking Traylon Burks, wide receiver to Arkansas. That wasn't who I was expecting. I yep. thought it was going to be Jameson Williams. Nope. Two wide receivers in the first round for the Packers. I, I think it's a no-brainer. Chris Olave and Trayvon Burks. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. I don't know if it'll happen, but I think, like, why wouldn't why wouldn't you do it? A little part of me hopes it doesn't happen because I do want to see Alan Lazard in that, like, kind of a premier role. I think it could still happen with uh, Chris Olave, but Trayvon Burks, he's getting a lot of hype right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would be excited to see that, and Packers do desperately need it. Um, with my second pick of the Packers, I have them picking Zion Johnson, guard out of uh, Boston College. Um, offensive line is kind of shifting for them, and I'm he's also a guy that can play tackle in case um, – why am I spacing? Bakhtiari? Or- yeah, Bakhtiari. He's dealt with some injury issues, and he's getting paid a lot of money. I don't know if they move on from him, or they have a very versatile guard right now. Jenkins? or Yeah, Jenkins is a stud right now. Could be a guy that also helps Jenkins and creates a versatile line where if some guy goes down, you have a fucking guy to be replaced. Yeah. So I do think they invest. They just paid uh, Aaron Rodgers so much money. Maybe they invest in their projection. Um, let's go with number 29, the Chiefs. Who do you got? Uh, Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. There's no way. Fuck that. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Lose Tyreek, you bring him in. Similar play style, speedy guys. That'd be I, insane. I know. You think he falls that far to 29? Yeah, I don't know. It'd be hard. It's. I don't know if guys – I mean, I think teams are going to want guys that can come in right now. Yeah. But like I said earlier, he's the best receiver in the draft. He didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I have them picking Traylon Burke, so we're on the same page there. Um, both really talented guys, both going to a wide receiver needy team. Um, I don't know about you. It didn't feel right. Like the, my first mock draft, I didn't have a wide receiver I felt first round worthy making it to the Chiefs, so I kind of readjusted. And I did forget about uh, Jermaine Johnson was really far or low-ranked. Um, and the website I was using. So I decided to uh, put him well, he, he wasn't even in the first round. I had him go into eighth. Um, so that brought some things down. I know Chiefs are going to go wide receiver here. There's no way it doesn't happen. Um, so whether it's Traylon Burks, whether it's uh, Jameson Williams, I think right now we could flip a coin on draft night. I think one of us is going to be right on it. Yeah, I mean, there's no like. They could go defense. They have some holes, but there's no like defensive players right now that I don't know. You'd be kind of taking a risk on maybe. Okay, so let me hear your uh, number thirty is the Chiefs again. Who do you have them picking? Kahir Elam, safety out of Florida. Okay, first corner out of Florida. Yeah. So I didn't have him going defense, but guy that could fall to the second. But like we talked about earlier, I mean, I think he's a good player. I think he's worthy of a first round pick. Yeah, I really like my pick for the second one. Let's hear uh, it. Daxton Hill. Oh, I like that one. Uh, defensive back out of Michigan. They're probably losing Matthew. Cornerbacks has been a need for him for a while now. You're <laughs> you're getting a guy that can do both. You have a guy that can play cornerback, can play safety, but can play up uh, towards the line. I think it's a really good move for the Chiefs to take Daxton Hill, and it just makes sense for me. Yeah. So while we're talking about him, I'll go to my 31st pick. I have the Bengals taking Daxton Hill. Oh, there you go. That would be a big need for them. And Pair him with Jesse Bates. Yeah. And like you talked about, you can move Hill around. Does that make them even like re-sign Jesse Bates? They tag him? They did tag him, so maybe it's a transitional period where they can move on from him. Yeah, I mean, why not? You're going to have to re-sign... Burrow, Higgins, Jamar Chase. Is Joe Mixon resigned? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, Jack Daxon Hill could be a huge 
piece, like an instant contributor for some of those contenders that need defensive help. So I'll be excited to see that. Um, my 31st pick was Kenyon Green, uh, offensive guard out of Texas A&M. Um, they, they have addressed the offensive line, and I love everything that they've done this offseason. No splashy moves except for, like, Collins. That was a big-time move. But they've gotten, like, other offensive linemen, and I think they seal the deal. I think they make this a top 10, top 8 or 7 offensive line uh, with Kenyon Green and really fucking just dominate teams. Yeah, I like that. I like going offensive line. I think the Bengals should take at least three offensive linemen in this draft yeah. just, to, just to make Definitely. sure make sure they have – yeah, because you don't want it turning into an Andrew Luck situation nope. where you see so much promise in a QB, but you don't reinforce it. And they've reinforced it, but then an injury could happen, and it's the same thing over again where you get sacked seven times by the Titans. Yeah. Yeah, so addressing offensive uh, line in this draft will be pivotal for them. And that team's going to be dangerous if they get a good offensive line. Uh, I mean, you got two of the best up-and-coming receivers with Higgins and Jamar Chase. Joe, Joe Mixon just broke out. Everything that we were expecting from him actually happened. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right, let me hear your last pick in the second annual Scoop and Score mock draft. All right, so this pick, this guy's one of my favorite players in the draft. Ooh. Sky Moore, wide receiver out of Western Michigan. Okay. Lions, they definitely have a whole wide receiver. I mean, they played a lot of guys that we've never heard of, but a lot of those guys stepped up too, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like St. Brown played really well. They just re- or they just signed a DJ Chark. Yep, DJ Chark. Which, I mean, you don't know whether that's going to be a future pick or not. He's yeah. coming off a season-ending injury. Yeah. So, I mean, Lions, they take Sky Moore, Western Michigan guy, so Michigan connection there. Mm-hmm. Could be like a favorite for the Lions fans. Yeah. Really dynamic receiver. I know he played at a smaller uh, school, but – Looked good. And, like, from what I was listening to, like, he'll probably go second round in a lot of mocks, third round. But they said, oh. like, five years from now, you'll be looking back, thinking, why did he fall this far? All right. I like that. Um, now that we don't have to talk about, like, I didn't want to ruin any of your picks, like, asking, why not him? Why not him? Why not, like, uh, TC or no? Is there a TCU guy? No, he, I'm thinking Penn State. Yeah, Dodson. as a Penn State guy, it's good. Why not like Dotson? Why not um, a very high ceiling guy like uh, North Dakota's? What's his name? The North Dakota State guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, why not those guys? I just think Sky Moore's better. I don't know, gonna be a better pro. Okay. Yeah, it it's hard to say too because maybe like you think that way, and then like the lines might blow. It again and like not pick the best available wide receiver. So it, it it could be Sky Moore, and if it's not, like they pick Dotson or something, and Sky Moore still like the dude, like very good wide receiver. Then like you so like look like you win and stuff, but not actually what happens. Yeah, it's hard to get into the mindset of the teams. And mm-hmm. um, with my thirty second overall pick for the Detroit Lions, last pick. Uh, let's do Desmond Ritter, quarterback from Cincinnati. Um, like I said, he's been rising up in a lot of, uh, mock drafts. He's getting a lot of hype from the interviews and stuff. Um, seems like like he's calling himself a winner. He says he's going to be the best QB in this draft. Um, and Lions 
This is the pick they got for Matthew Stafford. I don't think Jared Goff is the guy. Let's fucking get a guy that can sit behind him for a year. And, yeah. I I think they have an early um, second-round pick, too. So getting Sky Moore, Dotson, North Dakota State guy, I think it sets up really well for them in the future and stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, they got to do something. They, I think this year, if Ritter falls to them, I think that's a great pick. I like that. But I think this year, like, you just got to stack up your roster, yeah, get guys, and maybe next year if they suck still, get a guy in the top five. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, mock drafts this year because, you know, uh, different rankings change throughout the draft process. You're seeing pro days, the NFL combine and stuff. I had a lot of mock drafts where um, it was Sam Howell here or it was um, – uh, Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Matt Corral, yeah. I have them picking a quarterback with this last pick um, because they're kind of they're kind of good offensively. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. They've got to do something. They can't just if, keep golf and yeah. St. Brown looks like a blooming guy. Uh, you got, got Hawkinson. A, Hawkinson, really good backfield, a really good offensive yeah, line. Sewell, and then um, they have that center guard. Yeah, it's so really I, good. I think we're on the same page with. Get a difference maker on the defense, whether that's Trayvon Walker, Thibodeau, Kyle Hamilton, anything, and then getting a QB that can be competent. Lions could be a completely different team with Matt Campbell because they fucking fought this past year and uh, were very competitive and games were on paper they shouldn't have been. So if they get these difference makers, I think they really turn things around really quickly. Well, yeah, and especially in that division, because you're only going to have a couple more years of Rodgers. And it's, it's not hard the telling Packers team. Yeah, and it's hard telling with the Bears and Vikings. Like, I think the Vikings are going to be the same old thing of Kirk. I do kind of like the Vikings this year, though. Oh, I, do. I like their weapons and their defense, if they can address defense in the draft. But. Yeah, Packers fans don't hate me. I actually made a future of Vikings winning the division this year. I think with Kevin O'Connell, maybe it opens up Kirk Cousins. And I honestly think that uh, it's hard to say this. I, I can't remember his name. LSU guy. Justin Jefferson? Yeah, Justin Jefferson. Do you think we uh, sleep on these kind of middle-tier quarterbacks? Yeah. Because you look at Matt Stafford going to the Rams, went off. And then you look at guys like Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. Like I think Derek Carr is a star. Yeah, just never has had like legit receivers. Yeah, and who knows what kind of strings Mike Zimmer was pulling? Like, there was a time where Kirk Cousins was the most like sought after quarterback, and it was because he was in like a good, well, not good offense, but a good offense where he was premiering his arm. Um, he was making good decision making. He goes to a defensive minded coach who wants to run the ball with Dalvin Cook, like. Deservedly shits. Uh, so, but now with Dalvin Cook getting a bunch of inner injuries and stuff, is that going to open up Kirk Cousins? And he is underratedly efficient. And yeah, that's really what I'm saying. Yeah, like under Mike Zimmer, he's still been really efficient, consistent. And they had a good offense this year, and it was the defense blowing in and stuff. So, yeah, I do think Kirk Cousins could be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, I think him and Derek Carr both could be. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And it's it's just weird. Like once that Matt Stafford trade happened, it kind of opened up my eyes. I'm like, could these guys are actually pretty good players? Yeah, like you don't need a Patrick Mahomes Mm-mm. or a Josh Allen and stuff. And is paying them the 
that amount of money going to hurt your team in the long run? So getting these guys, like I know Kirk Cousins keeps getting extensions and stuff. Would you throw Carson Wentz in that mix if he proved something this year? I don't know. It's hard. You're out of them. Yeah, he just couldn't put up numbers. He wasn't efficient. He'd make plays where he looked like Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Then he'd make plays look like Tim Tebow. Just yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Nothing against him. I just I don't know. You don't see it anymore. No. Yeah. I mean, he has the flashes. It's just what are we doing here? Once they lost it to the Jaguars, I was like, this guy's done. Mm-hmm. The seal of playoff berth. I can't even imagine how you feel. That's a shit show. Yeah. Still not. I'm guessing what you felt in that moment is how I feel with the Lakers not making the playoffs. Yeah. Like so much potential. You just had to do one fucking thing, team. But yeah. Um, what do you think of our, uh, well, second annual mock draft, but first time uh, actually comparing the teams? We had a lot of the same ideas. Like I, I think we had all the same players in the first round besides like three or four. Yeah, I had Raymond in the uh, first round. I had Daxton Hill and Kenyon Green. Did you have Zion? Daxton? I had Daxton Hill. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I had Raymond, um, two guards. Yep. Sneak in there. But other than that, I think we were pretty. Yeah, the only different ones I had, I had Brees and then Sky Moore, I think. Yeah, Brees, Sky Moore. There had to be another one. Um, Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith, that was it. So, yeah, a lot of the same people, maybe different teams and stuff. I mean, honestly, like, it's challenging while doing a mock draft because you're like, ah, fucking Kyle Hamilton fell to 11th for me. Um, and it doesn't feel good. But, I mean, like, any person can make a mock draft. You just look at team needs. You look at the talent and stuff like that. What hype are they getting and whether, like, teams are known to – Take chances on yeah, those guys. because there's going to be at least two people that get picked in the first round that we're going to be like, who the fuck's that guy? Yeah, it happens. Because it happens every year. Yeah, like, last year uh, Packers picked that quarterback out of Georgia. Yeah. Like, we knew who he was, but we were like, first round? Are you kidding me? I remember when the Dolphins picked that corner out of Auburn a couple mm, years ago. Yeah. Like that Noah, I can't remember his last name. It's a long last name. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um Fucking Patriots do it every year, like with a Kyle Duggar or a Nikhil Harry, and you're like, what? Who do you think, um, out of the first round, like, we didn't do trades, but who do you think would trade down, or trade out of the first round? Oh, um, trade down. Um, I could see Washington doing it. Um, here, let me pull back up my uh, sheet. Sorry about this. Um... I could see the Bucks doing it. Um, I could see the Lions and Bengals doing it at the very end. Um, a lot of teams trading up for that fifth-year option and stuff um, to get in there and stuff. And Lions could use some more playmakers and stuff. And Cincinnati maybe a little bit more depth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be interesting. But those were kind of my main candidates. What about you? Yeah, I think – well, anywhere from like eight to twelve, like it seems like every year there's trade in that margin because like a player falls. Yeah, it, like Malik Willis, maybe someone will trade yeah. up number eight because Atlanta needs a lot of fucking holes filled. So if they could get Malik Willis at eight and trade up, yeah, and then Atlanta gets more picks, you know, fill those holes. And even like um, 
like the Seahawks or Jets, I could see them trading down too and just trying to get more picks. Yeah, because I mean, as great as it would, Jets be getting like in my mock Garrett Wilson, they could get a Sky Moore later on, a uh, Jameson Williams, which would be crazy good too. So yeah, um, yeah, trading back and getting more picks while still getting a stud wide receiver, maybe not contributor right away, but yeah, and then like even the Packers, I could see them possibly trading up if they liked a guy a lot yeah, or trading I, down. I did want to get your thoughts on um, trading up uh, like candidates and stuff. But uh, I did want to ask if uh, David Ojibo from Michigan, edge rusher, didn't get hurt, um, would he be in your first round? Yeah, he'd probably be a top 20 guy. That's what I was telling you initially when I did the draft. I had the Bucks taking him. Oh, yeah, okay. But then I thought, like, it's an Achilles. That's a hard injury to kind of bounce back from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I really thought about him doing uh, Bills. Oh, that yeah. Because they they would have the – they could sit on him and wait a year for him to fully recover because their defense has a lot of good guys on there. But I was like, let's go for a median impact cornerback. Um, what's some guys that, or what's some teams that you think will trade up? I don't, I mean, I could see the Packers trading up possibly. That's um, exactly what I was thinking. And Chiefs even the and Chiefs. Packers. Yeah, the Chiefs, because they got those two first. And they need a wide receiver. If um, if the ball starts rolling on wide receivers where Garrett Wilson and um, Chris Olave get picked like, by the Jets, by the Washington Commanders and stuff, you could see like maybe the Texans trading back with one of these Chiefs or uh, Packers one because Texans are needy. They 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 just need players. Yeah. Um, and then these guys trading up for maybe like Traylon Burks or um, Drake London or something so that they can get their guy and be competitive this year. Yeah. Also, I look at it. I like the Lions trading down out of two as well. Because there's not, like, one guy there they really need. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they can trade down and get a couple more picks in the first round. And they still have that 30-second pick, too. Yeah. I'm not sure how many people trade up for two, though. I know. There's really once, no... Once Aiden Hutchinson's picked, I think it's just like a... Um, yeah, Evan ne- No one's going to trade up for an Evan Neal, Iki, or Iki, um, Trayvon Walker, or Thibodeau or something, because well, there is so much depth at that position. Yeah. The only people I could see someone trading up for would be, like, a Sauce Garner yeah. in the mid-first, or, like, I don't know, from 9 to 14, maybe Derek Stingley, if they really like him. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think, unlike most years, the 1 and 2 spot... Because there's no quarterbacks, though, too. Yeah, exactly. It's not such a premier position. Like, you can get really good guys. Like, if you hit on that pick, you're like, wow, they, like, it, it can change your team, not maybe dramatically as a franchise quarterback, but still, like, build around it. But it's almost impossible to trade out of it now. Yeah. Because I don't think teams are willing to pay the price to get Aiden Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Walker, Kyle Hamilton, and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I look at it, I'd rather be like in the Packers position, having two picks in the 20s rather than having a top five pick right now. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited for the Eagles and Saints in this draft because yeah. there's so many possibilities with that 15 to 19 range and two really solid guys if you hit on those two. On already decent teams. Yeah. Saints are a good team. 
Yeah, both uh, Eagles made the playoffs. Saints were a win away from the playoffs. So if you shore up those positions or like get your needs and you nail them, it's it's really exciting to. And this is what we love about the offseason, all the potential, all the like scenarios and stuff to it. It's just it's so fun. I honestly like I do love off season episodes and stuff like that. I love in season episodes. But I think mock draft, like even if we take a break from podcasting and stuff, I'm still gonna want to do this episode. I might is it crazy to do a podcast once a year yeah, for mock no draft? Shit. Because that's what I would do. I love this kind of shit. I love the potential. I love um, the strategy that comes with it for NFL drafting and stuff like that. And um, we'll do an episode after the draft, really analyze the picks and stuff like that. But do you have anything to add? Nope, I don't think so. I think we pretty good episode there. It was fun. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. It's always fun. Um, love doing podcasts with you. And this is one of the interesting podcast episodes where, like, usually we're on the same page and stuff like that. But, I mean, we're not going to get one through 32 of no. us picking the same shit. So it's fun to debate. Um, we never argued in our friendship. No. Um, but it is fun to debate and uh, differ and see each other's perspectives and stuff. Um, maybe before the draft we'll um, – have someone on really analyze our picks and stuff like that. Um, and then we can argue with them instead. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the draft happening, happening April 28th. Um, and if there's any like trades or anything like that, we'll hop back on the mic. Uh, we'll talk about it. Maybe I, I don't see us really differing from this. I don't know if we would make a new mock draft from this. Um, because I, I know from Riha and me, we both worked pretty hard. We it took over, it took over an hour um, of researching and figuring out the right mix that we felt really good about our mock drafts. So um, I don't know if a trade did happen, if we would differ all that much, unless it was like Carolina going up to like number three or something like that, where you would see like it's quarterback. Yeah. So. Um, Unless, like, something dramatic happens, I don't see us really differing from our mock drafts. I think that's a pretty set in stone, unless something crazy happens. Um, so thank you, Reha, for coming over and doing the episode. Uh, thank you for making a mock draft. I do think it was a lot funner comparing the mock draft than just me giving the mock draft. So next year, third annual Scoop It Score mock draft. I think we'll do the same thing. Would it be crazy to bring in a third guy? That's crazy. We could. We could also do a like an early mock draft and then a another mock draft like right before the draft. Like right after season mock draft like a, and then once like combine and yeah, like a two point I like it. Yeah, yeah, because this was really fun. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, stay tuned. Um, if there's any trades, any um, thing we got to alter or something or. Uh, we'll see you guys after the draft. Um, very excited for it. Um, we'll probably what a draft recap. Oh yeah, I'm assuming for sure. right after. Yep, and well, I know we only talked about first round athletes and stuff, but we'll be talking about day two guys, um, especially the, like the big named ones, where quarterbacks ended up. If there's any like big running back, 
like Isaiah Spiller goes to the Falcons or something like that. Kenneth Walker goes to the Chiefs. Like we're gonna want to talk about that shit. So it won't only be first round and stuff. So it'll be a fun episode. All right, thank you guys for listening. Um, you introed us, uh, Rehouse, so take us out. All right, well, if you listen to this, you better like, rate, and comment. Give us that, uh, give us that good shit. All right, we're out.